0: Monogamous Podcast contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show.
1: So did you maintain your virginity through
2: high school, middle school? I uh, lost it to a minister's daughter. Her name was Hope. She had a sister <laughs> yeah. in faith when they teared it. Oh my, my god! <laughs> <laughs> We held off for a long time. But once we got it, we were everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, we were all, yes. we were, you know, and we didn't have places to go. So there was the car. There was the uh, public parks. There was somewhere much, on school. Yes. Property. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And so we, we made up for some lost time and God bless her. She, and she didn't have any shame. Amazing that she grew up in a minister's daughter no shame at all.
3: I know. That's okay. usually oh, that how is. those fucking yeah. church so, yeah. girls go.
2: Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: welcome back to monogamish oh yeah we just got done filming a great episode oh yep. an
0: amazing episode with yes mark casey oh yeah sex, sex coach, coach. sex coach. coach not a sex not therapist not a sex coach sex coach
1: sex coach and, and author. author his
0: newest book living your erotic potential you know
1: what i loved about mark mark is a lifelong learner yes and he talks about it in his book mm-hmm. if you want to live up to your erotic potential you need to be okay with the idea that you're never going to know it all and that you're going to continue mm-hmm. to learn. And that's what makes it fun, like learning new things, trying new things with oh, your yeah. partner. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> I think you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. Mm-hmm. We talked in great detail about a lot of good Good, great things. Stuff. Great and things. And you guys yeah. should definitely check out his book. The Audible, it was like two hours to get through.
0: It's deep, but it's not a all long day read. long long read. It's yeah. Yeah. very right to the point.
1: It is mm-hmm. a lot of good information very, packed very into good. a little spot. Mm-hmm. So definitely <laughs> so check, check it, it, out. it out.
0: Link in the uh, definitely be in the link below.
1: And check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit that little bell so that you know when a new episode launches. Because we're getting ready to be done with the end of third season and we have a couple more episodes left. (laughs) So make sure you check us out. And if you want to support us, you know where to go.
0: Don't forget to go on to our
1: Patreon page. Oh my God, his couch confessional there you oh, go it's, it's pretty hot there you go mm. i'm all about squirting uh-huh. there you go <laughs> and if you want
0: to just give us a few bucks here and there don't forget to reach out to us on our cash app, cash cash app.
1: reach out to us any way you can if you have questions or you want to be on the show you you can go onto our link tree and you can find us there um apply to be on the show maybe you could be in next season Yay! otherwise catch this episode see you later bye, bye issues, issues hi i'm justina
3: and i'm kenji and And we're we're (laughs) monogamish
1: welcome to i believe this is going to be the last episode of season three is that right drew
3: two more two Two more okay Okay.
1: two more so getting to the to the end of season three
3: yes nice i'm
1: very excited for this one because we have a professional with us i know another professional another (laughs) Another one
3: one. (laughs) another one not just not he's an author Yep, And not just an author, but a sex coach. A sex coach. And he has the most amazing haircut as well.
2: <laughs> Mark Mark Casey. Casey. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. And thanks for the invitation. Yep. Yeah. Invitation. Absolutely. You're the one who reached out to us. Well, yes. I did. I did. But so, you invited me yes. back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So, Wonderful. Mark,
1: you are here today promoting a new book. Yes. So tell us, what is the name of your book?
2: The name of the book is Living Your Erotic Potential, A Guide for Singles and Couples.
1: Okay. And this has been a long time in the making for
2: long, you. Long time in the making. I, I really started 50, 50 years, a few years ago. Okay. And um, <laughs> I um, I set it down because there were some things going on in my personal life that mm-hmm. needed attention. And then um, during COVID is when I uh, you know felt compelled to pick it back up and finish it up. Oh,
3: with all that extra time. With right. that extra time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful.
1: So we've had the pleasure of reading some of or listening to some of your book because it's available on Amazon. It's available via audiobook.
4: Yep. Um,
1: And it has I, I was really happy with how much it encompasses. Mm-hmm. It really I mean, you talk about everything from health and food and eating and exercising and your chakras and mental health to the lifestyle and bdsm and i mean everything in between it really encompasses a lot so
2: well, I, you know, I'm a sex nerd, so, <laughs> so it means that, you know, I really get into uh, all of it and uh, in a deep level. So uh, I did. And it's this has been like 20 years of, you know, work uh, of, or training in this area. So and oh, nice. you no know, longer uh, than that in terms of, you know, just enough flailing around and trying to try things out. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so, so, you know, I've got some experience to uh, bring to bear. And I've trained with some really good teachers, too, as well.
1: So um, what was your inspiration for this? What made you decide, I need to put this all down in writing?
2: I would say that, um, you know, I part of it is, you know, my own journey. I think most of us, many of us anyway, come to our what we're most passionate about by some unresolved conflict or some wounding that we have.
4: Right. Okay.
2: And for me, um, you know, growing up as a, um, child in the Midwest, um, I, um, you know, there's confusion about, you know, what's, you know, what's, erotic and what's sacred and they didn't seem to, you know, fit together. I I, even as a young kid, I had a lot of erotic energy moving through me, but I noticed that, you know, the teachers and parents and everything around didn't think it was real cool. So, so I kind of put that away and, um, and, you know, and when we do that, we develop a little bit of a shadow. Uh, and uh, so um, and I remember you've talked about shadow work on mm-hmm. some of your other uh, episodes. Aaron Perry's episode. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, for me, it's part of that process of of kind of transforming, um, you know, some you know poison into medicine, really. Right, oh, wonderful.
1: But what I love about the book—it's not all just personal stories. It's a lot of really good information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Th- there's so much information, and in, and in not a, a huge book, but mm-hmm. very—it's packed in very mm-hmm. tightly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So when you very first started with the book, were you already a sex coach?
2: I was. Um. I was doing some coaching, and during the other thing I did during COVID was some additional training in this process called Somatica, which is very much a, a body centered uh, coaching process. So oh. um, I um, had been doing it, but through the, that's the Somatica training, they're out of uh, San Francisco. I'll get a little plug for them. I think they do a wonderful job of training sex and relationship coaches. That really kind of gave me the framework of how do you, okay, you've got certain knowledge, but how do you deliver it to mm-hmm. somebody? Oh. And I would say that the work that I do uh, in this is different from some traditional sex therapy and certainly psychotherapy and that it's not so much about just talking and um, you know, diagnosing and the like, it's really, uh, it's really experiential. So if we were working together mm-hmm. and um, there was, there was something that you wanted to work with and uh, let's just um, uh, pick something. I, I don't think you have any uh, problem with this at all, but let's say you wanted to be a better flirter. Okay. You know, we would actually engage in that flirting process so you could, you know, perfect those skills and Mm -hmm. then take it Mm -hmm. to wherever you want. So the the thought is that if you can do it with the coach, Mm -hmm. you can take it out and do it with your significant other or somebody you want to meet or date. Oh,
3: so yeah. So it doesn't just encompass, you know, like sex. It it encompasses everything, including that.
2: Yes. Because, you know, if we think about it, I mean, so much of our sex life is outside The bedroom or outside the playroom, depending Mm -hmm. on your situation, (laughs) you know, it's the things, it's the context. It's it's our relationship and our health and all these other things that impact it. So th- I do take a, a broad view to, at that.
1: Which is missing from porn. Yes. Context. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where's the context? Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: I don't think people watch porn for context.
1: But <laughs> they do. I, as a female, maybe males don't. But as a female, if I'm going to watch porn, I like to know, like, how did they get there? Yes. I just don't want to be in the bedroom and pop up and all of a sudden, you know, he's, oh, there you go. he's sticking it in her. Like, I want to know... That buildup, that buildup for me of, oh, they met at this bar and they were flirting and they were dancing all night and, you know, and that buildup that comes with it.
3: Yeah, that sounds more like a movie.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, like a movie. But porn is a movie. Mm -hmm. It's a short film and Mm -hmm. I don't need an hour's worth of that context, but. A couple minutes worth of that context would at least be I'm better than just jumping straight into the physical part of it. I,
2: I'm totally with you. I want a little bit of buildup. I want to right. see talking back and forth. I want to know, you know, how they met and exactly. and then, then how, it, you know, that builds a fire. And I, I think that's also very true, you know, in our real life uh, relationships, you know, that mm-hmm. that context. And uh, one of the things we work with uh, in my coaching practice is something called attunement, is, you know, really attuning to to The other person, and it takes a little time to do that, but it, it pays you know great benefits. And what we're speaking of though, of porn and film, you know, I, I think I'm seeing better quality coming out all the, all the time. And, um, you know, um, I do you know the folks from Spark? Yes, oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Show. Okay, <laughs> there's come on, they, a lot of the pictures mm-hmm. in the in my book, they did that that photo shoot was so fun to do. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Right on. Yep. The cover and everything. And Uh. They
1: figured out a way to do it because honestly with porn, the biggest issue is there's not a budget there. Mm -hmm. You don't, if you have, you know, at this point you probably have a million different websites out there that you can get free porn on. Mm -hmm. Right. And so why, I I think the percentage is somewhere like 3% of people actually pay for porn. Oh yeah. And so if I, if my work is really creative and i'm doing a really good job like they put into their work how am i going to get yes. paid for that yes. and that's the issue that a lot of porn filmmakers are having right you know in these days Mm -hmm. yes and
2: the actors uh, Mm -hmm. get how do i get paid for my work it's right so i think the the quality work like spark erotic and on erica lust if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. you know to me that takes it up to a whole new level that's art right Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: so let's back up a little um were you coming from a monogamous household i know you said you were kind of told to keep your sexual prowess down <laughs> yes, when you were yeah, younger. Yes, so how yeah. did you evolve to get to where you are now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah let's go over a little bit of your background. Sure, yeah. sure. So uh, I grew up in a suburb of uh, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. I grew up with a single mother. My father wasn't uh, in the picture from when I was quite young. Okay. I had a sister who was a couple of years older and um, my mother, um, Worked as a um, nurse and was very, you know, hard worked hard to keep a roof over her head and did a -hmm. a great job. And, um, you know, I kind of got the message, though, you know, mom's got a lot going on. I just need to kind of, you know, take care of things, at least not let her know that, you know, there's anything going on here. Right. um, (laughs) Because I didn't want to, you know, distress her at all. I didn't have a traditional marriage to if there is such a thing anymore, you know, to look to, you know, even in those days, um, you know, divorces weren't quite as uh, common. Uh, so I was a little bit outside of the norm in that way. Um, I went to a Catholic school oh, where yeah. um, the nuns still wore habits. Ah. And uh, I remember they would um, waltz into the boys restroom and actually look over the urinal to make sure we weren't, you know, Doing anything there, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> wow, very invasive. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. that shit would <laughs> yeah. not go on yeah. nowadays no. Yeah. at all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very invasive. <amazing. laughs> wow,
2: yeah, yeah. And, hmm. and um, came into age, you know, feeling a little bit, you know, how do you? I was I had a lot of sexual energy, but I didn't quite know what to do with it, what do we do with this right? you know, stuff.
1: Was it a co ed Catholic, school? yes, it was oh, okay, yes, so it, it wasn't an was. okay. all boys, it or wasn't. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. And then I did later for, you know, middle school and high school, I went to uh, a public school, but even there, you know, it was, there was still, you know, some kind of repression mm-hmm. around the whole thing. Um, oh gosh. And, yes. Which yes, I think it was. is completely <laughs>
1: yeah. absent from, from high schools and middle schools nowadays. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, And nowadays it seems like anything goes yeah. and kids will have multiple partners and they're okay with that. And, Yep. It's it's kind of a free-for-all in the schools mm-hmm. yes. nowadays. Yes. Um, so you are much more restricted. Yes. Which isn't always a good thing, because sometimes when you're so overly restricted, when you finally get the shackles off, it's, it's like, like yeah. Yeah, I'm going on. crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So did you go through your sexual hoe phase after <laughs> that?
2: <laughs> the hoe phase came later. Oh, yeah. It was kind of a de- delayed hoe phase. <laughs> That's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, it is but, a technical term is. that i use all the time yeah. because i truly believe that at one point or another if you're able to express yourself sexually to a point that you want you go through a phase like yes. that whether it's in high school or college it or doesn't later matter. in life hey, it doesn't I, matter I, there's there's a... i'm in my ho phase right now
2: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my I, phase mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm still a slut you know yes. so uh, and i'm proud of it yep. yes. and actually in our work you know one of the things we do the coaching work is De things. So, you know, a lot <laughs> yes. of people carry shame around, you know, what they've done and that sort of thing. And shame, uh, along with guilt and fear, are really the things that shut down not just our eros, our sexuality, but our life force. Right. And so mm-hmm. much of what I do in coaching to begin with is de shameifying what's gone on. In That's awesome.
1: That is. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that you'd get more shame than a person, than a nun looking over your urinal. <laughs> yeah. Right. <your> urinal. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Cool. Oh. It's like, yeah. I'm just yes. peeing, I promise. Yes. <laughs> oh God,
3: yeah.
1: how, how fast do you have to be to get it off when, you know? <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? Come on now. Yeah, right. Come on, right. Sister Mary. Come yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. all here for a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe that's how they got their kicks. Right?
1: <laughs> so, did you maintain your virginity
2: through? high school middle school you know um i uh lost it um to a minister's daughter uh, of course.
4: Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. Was, yeah.
2: she was lutheran and if she's seen this uh right. i think she'll be. her name was hope she had a sister <laughs> yeah. in faith one <laughs> named charity oh my <laughs> god <laughs> and um she, let's see i was uh-huh. Seventeen, and I think she was just a year younger. So we, you know, we, we held off for a long time. But once we got it, we were everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, we were. <laughs> oh yes, we were. You know, and we didn't have places to go. So <laughs> there was the car. There was uh, public parks. There was somewhere much, on school yes. property. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. And so we we made up for some lost time. And God bless her, she and she didn't have any shame. Amazing that she grew up in a minister's daughter. No shame at all.
3: I know. That's oh, usually how that those yeah. fucking church so, yeah. girls go. Yep. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, well, I read a story the other day of, uh, of a guy that is very strictly Mormon and he's dating this girl and they haven't had sex yet. And oh, yeah. he was very, he You're was telling me this. He was really horny and really wanted it. And so he convinced her to do it. And then as soon as they were done, he was like, You conned me into sinning oh, shit. and turned it around on her. Like she the forced him to do it and she's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Cause he was the one that wanted and I finally just gave in yeah. and, then he was shaming her. And so that still happens a it lot sucks. in religion. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. and, and even outside of there, right. um, but you got lucky with hope. I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I, I hope to see right. her again someday. She was a beautiful He, you know, he wants of, to get lucky yes, again, yes, hope. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hope, that you're watching this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so are you straight? You know, I would
2: consider myself... Heteroflexible. OK. And, uh, you know, I, I, have, I put it primarily straight. But, um, you know, I think I don't really think anybody, I think we're on a continuum and I don't think anybody's 100 percent straight right. or gay or 100 percent masculine or feminine. And so but I'm kind of on that end of the continuum that's more straight.
1: OK. And would you consider yourself polyamorous?
2: Yes, I, I would. And certainly ethically non-monogamous. And I there's a little bit of a distinction there for me that um, is doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, uh, I do very, I'm definitely not monogamous. Let's put it that way.
4: Okay. Uh, and,
2: and I think I've, tr- I have been, uh, I was married though for 16 years, have two children oh, okay. and it was a monogamous marriage, except for the couple of slip ups at the high school reunion. So, oh. Uh, oh, so with not hope. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and, and, um, and though uh, you know, when that, ended which was Mm -hmm. about you know 20 years ago that's when i said yes you know i can really explore more so you weren't in the lifestyle i hadn't practiced any
1: polyamory or anything prior to that
2: did you guys even talk about anything Mm -hmm. like this we we did and um the uh, uh the way we had some conversations about it and what when i was married and in the abstract was one thing, but when I talked about actually, you know, having someone else, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to work. So, and I, I respected that with her. I, I don't think it, it, in our situation, it could have worked probably. Mm-hmm. And so we um, parted ways and, you know, like most and uh, you know, there's a little bit of, it takes a little while to, for things to normalize, but, you know, we've mm-hmm. got, uh, a, had a good relationship. I think much better than if we had stayed married. And I'm very grateful for that. Oh, that's awesome! But it did open the door. So yeah, while I was married, I had come across the concept of polyamory. I thought, "How cool is that? You know, that you can be faithful and with more than one poor person." Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was very intrigued, and you know, read the books, Ethical Slut, and you know everything that Mm -hmm. was coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, I also um, found my way to the, uh, the. study and practice of tantra so okay. i worked with you know a lot of teachers who were coming through boulder charles muir and david data and others so i was like a groupie every time they'd come through i'd be signing up i'd, I'd be taking uh, oh, tantra classes nice and um so i i and you know not everybody in the tantra world in fact many are are not mon- polyamorous or and many are monogamous so it's, they can come from all over right. uh, all over the board but i did find that there was more openness in that community to at least the idea of um, of non monogamy, which I, I, I liked and resonated mm-hmm. with me. Um, and um, and, you know, I think some of it, you know, I think some of us are born. You know, I call it, you know, the fuck around gene. I mean, some of us are just <laughs> yes. not intended to be monogamous. That and, is right. And, you know, if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, mm-hmm. if you've got the fuck around gene, You're going to spread it around a lot more than the monogamous person who doesn't have it, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why there's a lot of people who have that, and I think it's actually a good thing. But you know, it's it's not for everybody, and but I do think a lot of it is in our in our genetic makeup. Oh, Mm -hmm. I think a
1: lot of people have the fuck around gene for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think there's about maybe 50 percent of them that don't understand Mm -hmm. how to harness the fuck around gene Mm -hmm. and use that energy in a positive way um, versus you know just doing, yeah. you know, versus yes. having infidelity yeah. yes. in a relationship. Yes. And and so I think that finding understanding that you have it, first yes. of all, is one thing. But then understanding how to properly and ethically yes. use that part of yourself, because yes. there's no reason you should shut that down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't work. Usually.
2: Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, you know, I think what I think is so wonderful about today is that we have so many choices and there's so many different r- relationship modalities to pick from. I mean, certainly Monogamy, which I have a great respect for, and um, just openness. And I I call, you know, free dancing and, you know, poly or committed multiple relationships, but also, you know, just a committed but open relationship. I mean, that can be a very beautiful thing where two people are very committed to one on each other. Right. And though they do, you know, uh, allow for uh, openness and enjoy that together Mm -hmm. or separately.
1: There's not a one size fits all.
2: No. No. And
1: you can truly pick what relationship style you work and that can evolve just because Mm -hmm. you're monogamous right now doesn't mean that, you know, together, you Mm -hmm. can't decide in the future that you want to open it or that Mm -hmm. you want to become in the lifestyle or be poly or, you know, switch things up. You can evolve that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think once you have that main foundation in your relationships, it's easier Mm -hmm. to have those conversations and explore if you know, both partners are, are wanting to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you started reading all these books, went to Tantra classes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And have you had partners within the lifestyle since mm-hmm.
2: then? I have yeah. at different times. And some of them I brought into the lifestyle. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I I thought that it was so much mm-hmm. fun to see somebody who hasn't been there mm-hmm. who comes into it. And they up. Like, oh, man, this is pretty hot. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember one um, woman who I brought into it. She's a little blonde firecracker, only about five foot tall. And I took her to her first house party. And, you know, people were standing around talking and talking to, you know, it was kind of going on and on. And finally she said, Hey, this is supposed to be a foyer party. What's going on? Why isn't anybody doing anything? And she called yes, them all out. Yes, she did. She did. And that got, that got things going. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh my
4: God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's why she's the firecracker. Right, there right. you go. There you go. So,
1: how was, how do you like navigating the lifestyle single versus with a partner?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is uh, certainly different. And I oh, think they right. both have, um, you know, advantages and disadvantages. Um, I'll say first, um, as a, um, a single man in the lifestyle, how I am currently, um, and I primarily interact with couples and um, I um I enjoy that very much because I feel like, one, I, one they're inviting me into their, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, um, I, I believe that I've seen work really can enhance the relationship even beyond, you know, our, our time together. And um, I remember when I first started doing this, I uh, was with a couple and they went back home and the next day we had a great time together but then they went back home and the next day you know, i got a a text and they said man you, you can't believe it we, we went home we had the best sex we'd ever had you know by themselves uh-huh. right. so it kind of opens the door it unleashes you know all of this erotic energy oh yeah, yeah she squirted for the first time you know they were going on and on so and that's know, a yeah. common
1: thing yeah. mm-hmm. that happens a yeah. lot whether you guys play together yes. or separately yes. yes um because if you play separately sometimes there's that oh i get to my partner is going to come home i get to hear all the juicy details mm-hmm. reclaim her re, yeah, yeah and whatever. relive it with her and see what she's learned or what he's learned mm-hmm. and you know play, you know let's and bring it into our room that's right and so you have that option but then yes. if you do it together yes. it's a whole nother level of you're meeting somebody else and you're there actually experience it yes. you get the voyeurism part of it mm-hmm. um, you get to just see your partner at different angles and in a different way than if you were the one Underneath them, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. and so I think both you know in both instances it can enhance
2: the I, relationship. I think my next book is going to be about being a single guy in the lifestyle because I, I have well, some okay wonderful experiences there. And,
1: and that's not always that's easy. needed. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's very needed because well, people don't even know how to behave. That's right. <laughs> that's right. A,
2: a lot of times. Yeah. You know, one of my couples uh, actually. Uh, you can check my, my validation. She said, you know, he needs to hold a class for single-mended lifestyle because a lot of it is some very basic things like showing up when you said you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, treating people with respect. Yep. And, you know, just very basic things that very often, unfortunately, you know, get, get overlooked. It's and like th- the
3: check-in as you keep going. Exactly. You know, how's everything going? Yes. Are you okay with this? Exactly. Like, or can Being we keep vocal. doing this? Yes. yes.
2: Communication. Yes that's exactly Mm -hmm. right because and that's why I go back to the attunement because just because somebody says yes now that doesn't mean you know you can forget about everything else you gotta be checking in Mm -hmm. and that actually enhances the experience for both people and that's in every relationship yes
1: I'm a biter but that doesn't mean I'm just gonna go randomly bite him every time I all every time I ask is it okay Mm -hmm. if I bite you right Mm -hmm. right (laughs) now
3: and
1: and sometimes the answer is no and that's why I ask because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want Across that boundary and catch him off guard. Yes. Like she has before. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've made mistakes. (laughs) Um, So I think in every relationship, you know, consent is everything. Yeah. And consent is fucking hot.
2: Yes. Consent <laughs> like you is to hot. To you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> consent is very hot. And, you, you know, one of the things in the book I talk about is this wheel of consent,
3: uh-huh. which <laughs> we um, were joking around we, about it. the
2: wheel of consent, the wheel of consent. <laughs> and the interesting thing, sometimes people think, well, consent means I just, you know, am limited on what I could do. I just need to, you know, focus all my attention on her. But one form of consent is, you know, I want you to take me. And, you know, that permission is given. And when that is there, you know, it can take very often has kind of a negative connotation, you know, know, like Mm -hmm. you're taking something from somebody. But, you know, for some people, it's really hot to be taken. Right. Mm -hmm. And and if with consent, it could be a very beautiful thing.
1: Right. I'm a submissive. So take me, take Take, me. Take (laughs) Take me
3: here, take me there, take me (laughs) anywhere.
2: (laughs) So
1: so you started going to parties, you started learning the tantric. What made you want to go into sex and uh, sex coaching?
2: Yeah. The, uh, one is I just wanted, you know, more to, I thought, gosh, if I get, w- to get paid to talk about this stuff, you know, that would, that would <laughs> right? be fun. And also though, I really felt it was part of my own growth, you know, and, it, uh, you know, in the, in the corporate world, I had been trained as a, a coach, you know, back 20 or so years ago, corporate coaching was a really big thing and mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. I was with was really into it. So I, I was trained as a, actually uh, uh, through a very good coaching program to learn about, you know, coaching there. But, you know, the just coaching around, you know, organizational things didn't wasn't exciting for me as getting into something like. Sex. Oh, my
3: gosh. Right. The corporate coaching. <laughs> right. right. Compared to sex coaching. Come on now. And though,
2: and though many of the concepts from oh, that are right. still applicable. Right. right. Uh, getting oh, back man. to communication, mm-hmm. you know, getting uh, to really listening to the uh, the other person, you know, and I, I'm like most people, I'm guilty of it that, you know, generally we're either talking or we're getting ready to talk and that ability just to quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and to listen. And
1: to, soak everything in. Yes. yes. That's awesome. A lot, yeah.
3: a lot of people don't know when to shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, you brought that coaching into the yes. sex coaching and then you said you've, you've been continuing to evolve that. Yes. Um, so what do you, do you have a certain specialty or do you yeah. feel like you work with one particular client the best?
2: You know, I would and I work with men, women, couples, and i someday would like to work with a triad. I haven't yet. Okay. Um, the, um, but I would say that um, most of the people who are coming to me are coming for a couple of different reasons. It might be that they're in some sort of transition. Maybe they've mm-hmm. been in a marriage. They're coming out of it and they're saying, hey, I want to you know, get my sexy on. And how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of them. Um, the another and certainly, you know, we work with things like erectile dysfunction and early ejaculation and, and um, in orgasmia for men and women. So, you know, we work with uh, all those things, but not in a pathological way, more of just saying, Hey, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways to make love. There are a lot of different ways to orgasm. You know, Mm -hmm. the peak orgasm is not the only form of orgasm. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, have more of this energetic rolling feeling mm-hmm. and um, one of my uh, teachers um, Amara Charles is um, coined the word orgasticness that we can I get read. into this orgastic state mm-hmm. and it's not the boom boom which is wonderful but it can just keep keep going it's like this
3: steady flow just over and over and over yes yeah i her to do that most sometimes yes yes Yes.
1: and there'll be peaks in there absolutely but it's a constant just waves rushing you know throughout my body and he he's he's perfected that you got it
2: it. Um, so you're really energetically attuned to her oh Oh my god one of the last times we
3: were here and we were doing our thing she had a uh, out of like an out of body experience, I did. like yeah. an astral projection yes. type of shit. After she fucking yes. did all yeah, that, she was, was like, came <laughs> back. She, I, I thought she was there, and then she was just like.
2: <laughs> Babe, what the hell happened? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you mean uh, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for many of us, I mean, sex is as spiritual as it gets, it's kinda like, wow. Yeah. You know? And that's why people say, oh God, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I mean it's it starts... I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> it starts right away with chemistry. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have chemistry, like I think one of the one of the things that stuck with me, Erin Berry, she's also yeah. a sex coach, and she was on here and she said, I should have known that. I wasn't. Oh my gosh. I wasn't. Um, I didn't have good chemistry with him because I didn't like his smell. Ooh. And I was like, "Oh, how could you be with something?" Because I like, uh, you know, I I love his smell. Yeah. I love yeah. his scent. I love, yeah. you know, his, all parts of him yeah. are feed yes. mm-hmm. off of me. Feed yes. off of oh, yeah. each other in that oh, yeah. way, and we have that good chemistry. Yes. And so that's where mm-hmm. it starts. If you have that good chemistry, and then you add, you know, a good foundation and communication and time. You can get to the point where you, you astral project down yes. your body. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I try to do that every time. <laughs> right.
3: yeah.
2: you know, I I find it, and with my clients too, it's, it's an altered state. It's kind of a flow state. Mm-hmm. But the, unlike, you know, things, that state that can be brought on by, you know, um, drugs and alcohol, you know, it doesn't have any hangover. In fact, you wake up the next day, you're feeling better. And right. so I mm-hmm. think it's one of the healthiest ways to get into that altered flow state, which we really need, we really desire because, you know, the, the term ecstatic or, mm-hmm. you know, ecstasy, it's, it's sort of out of the, you know, the regular, you want to have that experience that's, you know, beyond just, the, you know, the day to day. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you're working with individual people, because I love you throw some statistics and stuff in your mm-hmm. book, and I love that um, you had thrown out there that the average Love making time is 5.4 minutes and i'll throw one out there for you about only 18 percent of the time do women orgasm mm-hmm. and and so right. when you when you start looking at all these statistics it's like oh my god i'm up against a, a right. wall you know a big road ahead of me to to be able to be a good sexual partner yes when you're working with people are you like let's say a, a single male comes to mm-hmm. them to you are you helping them with learning about female genitalia Mm -hmm. and and not just focusing on themselves because i think that's the biggest issue that that as women we run into especially with men and i'm not saying women aren't mm -hmm. guilty of this too but they're so concerned with their orgasm Mm -hmm. and them getting off that they completely forget about their partners
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: a huge problem. I mean, yes. it's a huge problem for yes. women.
3: And especially you know, we're in, yeah, we're swingers. And <laughs> right. so, you know, like that's happened multiple times where it's <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, like Or like the <laughs> chemistry will
1: be there and we'll we'll be having right. a great night and we're dancing with these people or we're out, you know, partying or whatever with them and it's this huge buildup and then we get in the bedroom and it's like
3: <laughs> Where did that go?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did like, that go What happened yeah. here? Yeah. You know, you congratulations you came but yeah i'm still yeah. here yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes and so it's it's something how do you approach well that's it's,
2: it's a great question and and so i'll attach it you know i i would agree that you know people have different rhythms mm-hmm. and for most not all you know women need a little bit more time right and right. that and so a lot of that is you know around connection and not just immediately getting you know genitally focused i mean you know massage and kissing and just breathing together Mm -hmm. you know is just such a a beautiful thing to kind of get in this state of attunement so one is you know slowing things down Mm -hmm. and learning you know how to touch and actually we work with a lot of different forms of touch from you know um, soft touches to firmer to kind of plucking and there's all these different ways to to you know allow a person you know to get more comfortable and and relax uh certainly words can be powerful, but also sometimes silence can be very powerful, Mm -hmm. you know, just to, you know, just to sit, like we were talking before, just to, you know, embrace the, the silence. Um, but I would say in terms of guys, um, breaking that habit of, you know, boom, 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 you know, is, you know, part of which, you know, most of that is learned, you know, uh, through, Mas- masturbating and or self-pleasuring, as I prefer to call it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're just by yourself and that's the focus, that's one thing. But when you're with somebody else, it, it's something else uh, in terms of how it works. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that we uh, work with is slowing things down, even in the self-pleasuring and to experience what it, what is it like to, you know, pleasure myself without immediately going for, an orgasm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and sometimes people find that, wow, when that happens, not only, you know, the, the erotic energy that normally is building up in the groin and wants to you know, shoot out actually can, you know, go throughout the whole body and your whole body becomes, you know, mm-hmm. a love vessel, you know, to give. And so, um, so slowing it down. And, and as I talk a lot about the breath because, you know, we're breathing all the time, but, you know, generally, we're not breathing fully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got, we pay a price for that in or we can make us more anxious and we don't sleep as well. But when it comes to lovemaking that, um, you know, the breath is so fundamental to that. And so we do work with breathing and, you know, there's, you know, the most breathing is from the chest up, you can extend it, you know, down into the belly, but when you extend it, intentionally all the way down to the pelvic floor and then uh, on the in-breath to squeeze the PC muscle, Uh that muscle that, you know, Mm -hmm. controls, you know, you know, (sighs) you know, that's where you can really begin to, you know, build the energy and the beautiful thing of it for men who want to extend their ability to make love longer. And I think most men do. Most men want to, you know, be there, longer with her, their partner and uh, make you know, him or her happy. Certainly
1: and, longer than the 33 seconds yes, yes. <laughs> that you mentioned in your yes. book. That's crazy. That's three seconds longer than yes. me. No, yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> that,
3: that, that, uh,
2: that breathing will slow down the impulse to just want to ejaculate right away.
3: Because you're, like, conscious in yes. the moment, and you're yes. just...
1: I'm a breatharian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. What, Post-COVID. What, what is, what is yes. the gentleman? That Wim Hof. You, oh, yes. There I you I found go. Wim Hof. There you go. I, I do the Wim, Wim, Hof Wim Hof method, too. Tra- changed my life. Yep. <laughs> I love Wim Hof. Yep. I swear by it. I've been making Drew do it. because He's he had long COVID, and...
0: Yeah, that sucked.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Wim Hof will. If you can do it at least once a day, but preferably twice a day, it will change your life. And cold showers. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, he recommends <laughs> the cold showers. <laughs> yes, and um, I have better luck with the breathing than the cold showers. I than mm-hmm. the cold Thank showers. You. too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I still take a hot shower. Mm-hmm. I think then, people yeah. fail to remember mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm still in there for like 15 sure. minutes in a hot shower, but then I do the three cold... minutes of yes? Cold. Yes? cold. That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I
2: think what Wim is doing is is fantastic. Now all the You know, viewers, I I hope they'll check it out because on YouTube, Mm -hmm. he's got some little exercises to Mm -hmm. follow. I do them daily. Yeah. Because uh, they relax me and, you know, I just, the calmer, they're just such a beautiful thing.
1: I think the idea behind it is you're putting, especially with the cold showers, you're putting your body under stress. Yes. Yes. And so you learn how to control stress. So then when you're in any type of situation, you can just, you can be content you can be yes. okay and you can handle that stress much, yes. much I had, easier yeah, yeah. i feel
3: what's crazy is like n- not a lot of people realize the breathing thing and how mu- how oh, conscious it, it. Yes. has to be yes. you know right. because you're always yeah i i find myself we're just driving down here today yeah. and i find myself just like yeah. these yeah. really yeah. shallow yeah. breaths you know yes. and then i'm like oh fuck yeah. what am i doing yeah. you know and it's and sometimes, oh, yeah. and especially yes. here yes. in Colorado, because we're fucking altitude, yes. you know, yes. so you definitely have to yes. take more in, you yes. know. Sometimes
1: yes. I'll do the deep breaths, and he's like, "Babe, what's wrong?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just breathing." Oh, yeah, I thought you were sighing. Saying. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm just,
2: yeah, yeah. Right, right. Breathing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it's, it's beautiful that you can recognize when you're not doing it because mm-hmm. if you don't right. have that awareness, you know, then you don't even recognize. I know. Like, yeah,
3: and then you're in trouble. Yeah.
1: So I know you didn't coin the word, but I—it's the first time I heard it, honestly, and I had to look it up. You talked about clitoracy yes,
3: clitoracy yes. i love it oh yes. my god yes. literacy i know yes. a lot of guys don't know yes. about that i speak.
1: know yes. it, which
3: is insane That goes back to that you know self-pleasure yeah just doing it for them You know, and it's like, wow.
1: Within your coaching, are you kind of teaching them anatomy and going
2: through that? Absolutely. We're teaching anatomy and in the process also allowing people to get to know their own anatomy and to respect it because everybody's is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, You know, if you men and women, if you think about the people you've been with, I mean, very different, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of both cocks and pussies there. And I think that's one of the beautiful things. Oh, yes. Some people get into the idea that there's only one right to be right way to be. And that's one of the reasons why. You know, there's been an explosion of labioplasty surgeries and things like that because people. Women, oh, women are I know, so unfortunate. hard So unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And if you look online, there's a, a, so many different kinds of vaginas. Like yes. there's not one right type of vagina. Yes. yes. And, no. and it's just a matter of, yes. of learning to love what you have. Yes. And so how do you teach that to women?
2: Well, um, you know, there's there's a number of good things out there. A, a, one of the teachers uh, of mine, she's uh, passed on, her name was uh, Mookie, did, she took on something she called the Pussy Project. And she, (laughs) she, she, with permission, took pictures of all of these different vulvas, you know, posted them in an art form so people could, you know, appreciate, oh, yeah, that's me. That's, you know, uh, and so to begin to oh, appreciate their. Oh, my God.
1: And same I as... want to do that. Yes. Right. Oh. Let me take a picture. I know. i <laughs> <laughs> got a camera right here. <laughs> right? It's really hot. <laughs> and,
2: and similarly, you know, we, we guys are, are all different, too, and there's mm-hmm. no one right way. And I would say with any form of anatomy, there's a way to, you know, work with it. And there are people who are more naturally compatible, let's face it. but you know, just because you have a certain anatomy type, you know, doesn't mean that you can't, you know, have a fully, uh great sex life. Mm-hmm. With
1: guys, I would just have to go into my DM and print them all out. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: already, I
2: already oh, have God, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: There, there you already got them. You already <laughs> yes. got them. That yeah. would be yeah. easy. I the the penis project yeah. is done. Yeah. Yeah. Before
3: yeah Oh
2: yeah. Wait, and, and, and coaching or teaching the single man the lifestyle I'm going to train don't lead with a dig pic you know no, you gotta get good yeah. god right? so many guys so many, do that right, I think right. it's a hard on it's the first right, thing coming right, right, you're like fuck right, it
3: yeah, I'm just throwing it out there I just gotta right. throw it out there right now <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it's it's to the point now where it's an automatic block like I yeah. I used to yeah. shame them like why the fuck did you do that <laughs> right. like you could have said hi first
2: yeah. or at least ask permission <laughs> right. would, would you like to See my sometimes they say yes, but sometimes they say no. no. Right. Oh no, it's all. Hey,
3: how's it going, Justina? Want to see something? Bam! It's not even a hey, how's it
0: going? It's just a
1: bam. It's you got a new friend. Oh, oh yeah. really it wasn't like
3: that last
0: guy who was just like, I love your show. I love you. So, I love it so much. Right. Yeah. This and is how much tell I love he it. it. He's
3: showing you how much he loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. The same thing with the stuff.
2: Oh God. Yes,
1: I loved. Where did you? Where did that term
2: come from? Do we know? clitoracy You know. Um there, I think if you Google it, Mm -hmm. you'll find there's a woman who did coin that, but I don't have it off the top of my head, but she has done a lot of work and some, or or for me one of the important things is to realize that the, what we see is just the tip of the iceberg. There's this whole, you know, neural network beneath it. Mm -hmm. And so to understand that, yeah, it's, Connected to much more, it's not like just sitting out there by itself. Right. And, um
3: <laughs> like a hobo on the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. right. Right. And it's such a beautiful pleasure thing, and I love all the different names it's given, you know. Right. Uh, in the in the uh, conservative circles. Uh, Satan's doorbell, you know.
4: You know, <laughs> you know I love that. Satan's doorbell. That's hilarious. like. <laughs> 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 and oh
2: so, so yeah, we do work with, um, and, and, and you know, and with the, you know, some are hooded, some are not, and so just kind of understanding, you know, and 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 honoring, you know, I I would say both men and women honoring each other's genitals is such a beautiful thing just to, you know, take them in and to, you know, this beautiful creation, you know, Absolutely. To, it, it's, it's so important. I think it, it's, it honors your partner, but it also honors yourself because, you know, you realize what a gift I have given here to be able to uh, connect with this other person. And so certainly around the, we do work around that. And we also, you know, on the um, interior, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff there, you know, in terms of interior, you know, mm-hmm. internal massage. And um, and that's um, something, too, that, you know, most people need some training in because, oh, you know, it's not uh, what most guys, you know, learn in high school, you know, to be able to touch a woman on the inside. It's, mm-hmm. it's much um, gentler and there's there's places and and being able, again, to be attuned you know, with your partner to, you know, feel, you know, is she, you know, is what's going on, you know, with her? Is this, mm-hmm. is she enjoying it? Or is she just, you know, kind of waiting that when is this going to be over? Yeah. It's, a, right.
3: it's a, it's a skill that Absolutely. is definitely learned. Absolutely. You know, you don't just know it, Absolutely, right. you know, and yeah. it's definitely, you got to practice at Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
1: So not even just for yourself, mm-hmm. like personally, um, prior to my relationship with Kenji, whether I was self-pleasuring mm-hmm. or, with another partner, I didn't know that I had the ability to ejaculate female <laughs>
3: ejaculation. Or you had more than one orgasm, or, or having you could multiple
1: have orgasms, or mm-hmm. having orgasms back to back, <laughs> um, or you know, like riding the, the yep. riding that wave, or the, there was a lot of different things yeah. that just through playing and practicing yeah. together that I learned oh, I'm able to do that. <laughs> and I <know>. so <laughs> yeah. I I think that people get stuck in their heads and think oh, I can only orgasm this one way. And yes. that's and that's all that they focus on yes. is trying to achieve orgasm, whether it's via the clit or, um, you know, sometimes it's it's internal stimulation. But a majority of women primarily just go to the clit and yep. when they're self-pleasuring, yes. that's what they focus on. Yes. And they know that's the easiest yes. way to get the job mm-hmm. done. Yes, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and getting the job done, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's more too. Right. And very, like you experienced, wow, well, there's, you know, Ejaculation. There's a lot of different ways to orgasm and, a, uh, and different ways to get there. And, um, and you also bring up, I think, a really important point that, you know, as we grow and evolve, our lovemaking can get better and better. It's not like we get to a certain age. OK, it's going to. Right. You know, mm-hmm. That it can actually. 70s. I, I've talked to people in their 80s. They're doing, having the best lovemaking of their lives. I fucking oh, wow. love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> love it. Gives me something to look forward to. <laughs> they <laughs> just need to
1: be safer because that's the higher that's the higher end of STDs. Yes. Yeah. In, yes. In Gosh. like nursing homes yes. and because I think they yes. just get to a point where they're like, ah, oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I you, yeah. I told you. I told you. My grandpa. Mean...
3: My grandpa was he was just rolling through them. Yeah. yeah. Rolling through them. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. My aunt was like, I went to go pick up your grandpa. He was on a date. Came back and dropped her off just to go get somebody else. I'm like, (laughs) there you go. All right, I like you. I like your your style.
2: There's not a condom in the place. No, hell no. I don't think that
4: condom.
1: And at least for females, um, our sex drive, I feel like, like I thought I had a really high sex drive when I was 18, 19, 20. Now I, I just hit 40 and I feel like my sex drive is through the roof. I'm like, are you, you know, that. Oh, it's COVID times. So well, what are we going to do? Well, we could have sex.
3: <laughs> like it's yeah. it's sex here and there.
1: It's like three or four in. times a day. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And he's like, okay, well, hold on. We got to like cook dinner. And you yeah, know. <laughs> we, we have other we have responsibilities.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we have other responsibilities. Uh, I love orgasm. that orgasm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that. I have some good news is that. Generally, women don't peak until in, well into their 50s. Oh, so yeah. you've got, mm-hmm. you're still. I know.
4: You know. Yeah, she's she
3: <laughs> all
1: It's mm-hmm. the perfect time for me to pick to have my hoe face.
3: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? Right. Oh.
1: So when you're talking to males and females, do you also broach the emotional part of it? Like jealousy and, you know, Having clarity in the relationship in terms of communication. Like, do you Mm -hmm. deal with things like that as well?
2: Absolutely. And one of the things that we work with a lot is repair. So, you know, when you're in an intimate relationship, it's not a question of when we're going to step step on each other's landmines. It's, or it's not a question of if, it's when. And so when that happens, you know, there's a tendency for people to go into flight or fight and, and retreat or, you know, you know, want to fight it out. Um, but there's, you know, so having the skill to communicate and to uh, calm things out, sometimes it does take you know, time away from each other. But, to, you know, come back together and to again, getting back to the listening, to be able to listen empathetically and um you know to go through what happened and um you know an important part of the process um let's say um let's take an example you know you say you know mark you always leave the toilet seat up you know um and um you know if if i get into the defensive well no i always put it down you know it's not going to get any worse but if i say yeah yeah i i do do that you know and we can at least validate that you're not crazy. I really am leaving the toilet seat up mm-hmm. and, uh, and we can begin to, to move through that. So, you know, that uh, repair process is a big part of it. We also work a lot, you know, um, a fellow by the name of um, Stan Tatkin wrote a book called Wired for Love. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with it. And it, it's very good, though. He talks about attachment styles. So some of us, you know, tend to be, he uses the, the analogies of islands, and waves. So some of us are islands, and you know we kind of, you know, are very comfortable being by ourselves. And if there's some, you know, um, something comes up, we'd like to just internally work it out. The wave really needs more connection, and um, and generally wants to really talk things out and, and get there. And so realizing you know one's attachment style and your partner's attachment style, it doesn't mean a wave and a a. Um, Island can't get along, but realizing that, Hey, we've got different attachment styles is very important. And a lot of that, you know, does go back, you know, to our childhood experiences. And, and similarly, um, you know, the good news about that is that, you know, back in those, you know, early uh, experiences is also very often when the seeds of our greatest turn on are planted. Mm. And I'll give you an an example. But let's say, you know, you grew up in a highly critical family. You might later in life in your sexual turn on, there might that might be part of it, either to be criticized or Mm -hmm. put down or. You say god i've had enough of that i want to be you know the king or queen and i'm not going to play that anymore it can kind of play out in a couple different ways it's kind of like it's there and it's it's generally going to be with us for our, our lifetime right. but we can we can we can again turn it into something you know positive it doesn't have to you know hold us back wow right. that was stuff that like dr rhoda was talking about mm-hmm.
1: yeah you with know. humiliation yes and yes different and kinks i have a hard time with those kinks yeah. only because I love him. Like, why would I want to put him? It's not that he has that kink, but it would be hard for me to have a partner and feel comfortable saying, you know, putting him down Mm -hmm. and and saying, you know, even though humiliating things to them. I know
3: I respect people too much to, you know, like "Ah," You know, and (laughs) sort of especially like in in a sexual way, you know, that's just like, oh, it's really off putting for me. Yeah, but you know,
1: I, you know, not to kink shame Mm -hmm. because I think that there's. somebody out there for everybody and you can find somebody that's comfortable with doing that and if i were in like in a dom type position where not necessarily doing it as like my job, but if I were in a dom position, I might be able to handle it more. Right. Um, I'm a submissive. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not (laughs) going to, I'm not here to, I'm going to be saying sweet things and how much I love what you're doing to me. I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. but I understand that that can come Mm -hmm. from how we're raised. And I understand that certain experiences that we've had in our life Mm -hmm. help shape who we are. You know, sexually in the future. Sure. Mm. And the ways that we were introduced to sex and what we were exposed to and things like that. Um, Actually, was it Bear, Dwayne? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He talked about, was it Mad Max?
0: Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Hellraiser.
1: Hellraiser. Yeah. Hellraiser was he got
0: like... into chains and whips because of Hellraiser. Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: it can be something as simple mm-hmm. yes. as a movie that you yes. watched or just something that triggered or resonated right. with you that you realized, oh, that's getting me hot down there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yes.
2: Sometimes it surprised. me. I'm
1: right. on by that. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's
0: family, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 i love it i love it i love it yeah, i, saw, just the, I it. saw the angelica
0: houston m's family at the right time and i was like oh oh wow well, oh yeah it's
3: oh, oh, yeah. such a good one too so, oh god damn it wednesday stop
0: it not even wednesday <laughs> it was all Marticia.
2: All, all oh Marticia. my god
3: well
2: you know we we also generally have you know different ways that we um relate sexually, both ourselves and our, our partner. And there's many, but, you know, one um, researcher, um, his name is Mosier, came up with the, the, what he called the three dimensions okay. of sex. And so one dimension is, you know, the partner dimension that, you know, you're just, when you're making love, you're just, that's your, you know, your lover is the only one who matters and you're just really, you know, there uh, with, and that's a beautiful, way. You know, Mm -hmm. and and very often people, you know, there are many people who embrace that. Um, There are others who um, go into more of a script and I'm not talking about, about um, a role play. What I'm talking about is more of a subtle script that maybe we don't even know that we have, you know, you know, I'm the, I'm the man here and, you know, I'm kind of playing that out and, you know, she's a loving woman and even without knowing it, you know, you can you're kind of playing out those scripts in your in your lovemaking. That's another. Okay. one. Okay. Uh, another one uh, that he talks about is a trance. Now, think about this, which happens to be my state, you know, is that in going into really, you know, particularly longer episodes of, you know, lovemaking. Uh, you know, uh, going to kind of a trance state, mm-hmm. which uh, is, you know, what we talked about earlier, it can be very beautiful. But if you have one person going into a trance, the other is really doing wanting to do partner, you know, connection. It doesn't work, you know, well. So that's again, why it's so important to kind of understand your partner and to have some ability to, you know, to to work with that. And some compassion for the other person. Oh, yeah. You know, she likes going off in the trance. And I, I don't take it personally, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that way.
1: I think I probably, that's what you do. I definitely do a trance, but I think that there's times that I'm on a partner level.
2: Oh well, yeah. I mean,
3: it, I it, think it, because yep. it's, always, yep. it's always, it's always like changing, changing. Yep. And, yeah, you know, whatever, however time it is, you know, between this time, the next yep. time or right. yep. whatever.
2: Yeah. And know. yeah, you can kind of in the same session, you can kind of come in and out of different mm-hmm. uh, dimensions.
1: So have you explored the kink BDSM community?
2: You know, a little bit. I went to um, last uh, summer, I went to uh, Thunder in the Mountains, Mountains.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, i heard about in Dem- those.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and it was in Denver. I, it blew me away because I hadn't spent that much time in that. And I, so I didn't really know that much about it. I knew I, I enjoyed dominant submission play, uh, but, but things, you know, having to do with pain or, um, you know, other things I wasn't, you know, so open to. And I realized that, you know, there are a lot of different ways to do things safely. Mm-hmm. Even there was a gentleman there who gave a class on uh, breath play, which I always thought was that's so dangerous. You are crazy to go there. Right. But this, this gentleman instilled such any at a woman that he worked with there. So he demonstrated these, you know, there's different types. There's, you know, one where you're actually holding the nose and mouth. There's others, uh, you know, holding the carotid. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways. And the experiences that she was relating was, you know, she would go out and, it was, I come back and it's like, wow, you know, I, you know, it was a real high for her. And so, you know, I realized that there's a lot I didn't know about that uh, community and, um, and those practices and that those things really can uh, when they're done properly. And, you know, I would never do that with somebody who um, didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. hurt somebody. Uh, you can really <laughs> have somebody, but you know, when you've got, uh, the safety in place, mm-hmm. I think it can be a beautiful thing, and I, I think where I just draw the line personally is, and that's not judging other people, is that I, I don't want to do something that's gonna, you know create harm to another person okay if it's a you know, redness on the butt for you know a few hours that's one thing but you know in terms of cutting or anything else it's just R- not my
3: thing real big stuff you yeah. know right. that's they can hurt somebody yeah. or you know scar right. them or something right. like that that's where we're, where we're right. sort of like uh,
2: yeah you I was know nervous teach with, your own yes.
3: you know
1: breath play at first and then the f- couple of times that it's happened to me like they're very vivid yeah memories that i'm like oh yeah that was really hot i yeah. really liked that a lot mm-hmm. and so i got more comfortable yes. with it over time but i think that you it's it's having trust in that partner mm-hmm. yes. that's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. knowing that that i'm with a partner that's going to put my you know my needs mm-hmm. you know first and not do anything to hurt mm-hmm. me yes. or not do anything that i haven't previously consented to yes. mm-hmm. and that's a big yes. thing is knowing knowing your partner and I love that about the kink community because I feel like they go over every detail. Mm -hmm. It's like a contract. It's like they know cut and dry. uh, This is okay. This is not, you have hard stops and they, you know, it's, it's taken very seriously in that community. However, it can be on the flip side where you can have like a dom submissive relationship where it's not healthy, Yes, where they're domineering in, you know, a controlling, I'm trying to, you know, basically mold you into <laughs> yes. the person that i want you to be and you're going right. to do exactly what right. i said mm-hmm. and it can be very unhealthy yes. Yes. so i think making sure that you have the right partner yes and knowing the intent behind it yes. as well
3: yes it's always the right partner huge. yeah, yeah. always the right partner I,
2: I i agree and you know we see that with so many things i mean you know uh, driving a car can be a really good thing but it can also be very dangerous you know depending on you know who's controlling things so right um, but i uh i so honor that about the kink community that they've really brought, you know, safe words and how mm-hmm. to, you know, tune in with your other person, um, you know, aftercare, right. which, you know, most mm-hmm. people outside the kink community don't know about aftercare, but aftercare is just as important, you oh, know, whether yeah. in the kink or, or, not. So I think that's been a, a tremendous gift. And, you know, I, and so, and also the same with the, you know, I, the, um, it was, uh, dan savage who's, who i enjoy you know said that um you know it was really the gay community that brought us ethical non-monogamy that you know they were very comfortable with it and you know most heteronormative people weren't mm-hmm. and so you know it seems like from these communities that are not mainstream very often they bring these wonderful gifts to everyone mm-hmm.
1: i agree well it sounds like you've traveled a lot you've read a lot of books you've you've gotten you've delved into making life or sex coaching mm-hmm your specialty. Like you've really are trying to hone in on certain things. What was the training that you said that you just took part in?
2: Yeah. It's, um, Somatica, the Somatica Institute, they're out of San Francisco and it prior to COVID uh, I've been wanting to do it for a number of years. Prior to COVID you had to, you know, go out to San Francisco to Uh do the training. And so, you know, it was a little bit more expense and inconvenience, but, um, with COVID, they, they did it all online. They did it quite well. And, um, the, the two women who um, founded Somatica uh, came from the um, sexological body work world oh. who train surrogates. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, which is beautiful work. Uh, and yeah. you've seen the movie sessions, you know, with uh, Helen Hunt, she's a, a surrogate who works with Man I, it's a great movie. I, okay. I, I recommend. And um, so, and so I have a great deal of respect for folks, but what they want to do instead of, of training us to be, Close off surrogates to be more close on surrogates. So we're actually engaging, you know, in running erotic energy with our clients when it's with permission and appropriate, but um, you know, that's, and actually touch uh, outside the clothing uh, can be part of that with uh, permission. So, so that's kind of the history of bringing it uh, into that um, taking a modality that, can be a little bit more mainstream because there's a lot of places where, you know, with doing surrogacy work, it's illegal, you get in all kinds of trouble and everything else.
1: Okay. So what other, um, courses and training have you taken to kind of aid in your coaching work?
2: Sure. Sure. You know, I've been involved with a shamanic, um, tradition that most people don't know about, but I'll, I'll, um, you know, mention it here. It's a pretty esoteric tradition. It's called, uh, with a Q. Uh, and, um,
3: I believe you mentioned that in your
2: book. I did. And uh, Amara, who, uh, gave me one of the reviews on the front, uh, is, is how I, um, is one of my teachers there. But with that, they're really working with, um, you know, we talk about the lover's masks. So, you know, if you go to a Kodoshka workshop and I'd put a plug into it for, cause I think it's great work, you know, they'll ask you to bring some, you know, light costuming material so you can put on your adventure explorer you can put on your lusty lover you know you can put on your um uh, temple priestess or temple priest and okay. play with these different energies and uh usually in dance and kind of in a, in a fun uh way so you know the the, the kudoshka is something i've uh been um involved with and had some extraordinary uh experiences and um you know there's kind of There's a level one, which is more about, you know, just kind of understanding your own sexuality. And we do actually get into, you know, um, uh, anatomy, which a lot of people really do benefit uh, from the, um, and, uh, and also the, and and again, around consent. So whenever you're working, you can go there with a partner or, uh, you know, as a single. And, but if you're going, if you're partnered with your, your, your partner or somebody you're another single person you're partnered with, you know, there's an agreement, you know, on the front end of, okay, okay. It's okay to touch me here, here, but not here. And, you know, and, and I have found that those agreements are respected at a very high level. So that creates a safety that people need to come Mm -hmm. into it. Um, and, um, and then, so it's, and it's also just, Uh, you know, kept uh, fun. So, and and at the level two, that's more around how you are in your sexuality with another person because you got to really discover for yourself (coughs) before you can discover it with somebody else. Um, And then the level three is really around sex magic, you know, Mm -hmm. using our sexual energy to manifest. So, you know, you think about the energy that we have, which is powerful enough to create new life, Mm -hmm. is can be powerful to, you know, creates so much more. Oh, yes. And so, and so using using that sexual energy and some actual some rituals to uh, manifest what you want um, is really what that's about materially, health wise, sexually. And so uh, I've, I've gained a, a lot. A lot of my, you know, of what I bring to this comes out of that tradition. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So what's next for you? Well, wow. um you know the um i well i will tell you uh i just <laughs> i did uh i just came back from um naughty cruise in uh the caribbean Ooh, you know the wonderful. same folks who do naughty narlins yes uh-huh. um uh, bob and tess wonderful people so i did um go on that uh, I, I staffed the playroom much of the time i was there and so i think i want to do and i, I what i want to do is go on more of these like naughty Narlins and other ones and actually teach. I'd like to do a class on, you know, like we're talking about here, you know, living your oh, gosh. potential. I think you would be amazing <laughs> in those places. <laughs> yes. Serious.
3: Yes. You know, like I don't know. They're like conventions, aren't yes. you? You yes. know, so it's just yes. like, hey, why don't you, yes. you know, while you're here, stop by and see Mark Casey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll teach you some shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and,
2: and, you know, the, the, uh, there's so much I love about the gosh. folks in, in the lifestyle. And I think it's actually brought so much to, to the world because, you know, it's kind of opened up you know, being adventurous with our sexuality uh, in ways that, you know, is, you know, novelty is um, like Esther Perel says, you know, Eros really, you know, comes alive with novelty. We want to with newness at the same time. Sometimes I think that people um, in the lifestyle, you know, want to be able to go deeper, you know, with whether it's a one-time connection or an ongoing thing, they want the depth too. And I think there's a hunger for that in the um, lifestyle and, uh, I think there's a hunger for most of us in lifestyle would would like to, you know, be better lovers. So why not, you know, work with that too?
1: Absolutely. Wonderful. So you had a lot of teachers. Do you teach others? If somebody was interested in being a life or a sex coach, I keep saying life coach, which is almost, mm-hmm. the, yeah, same almost same the same thing. <laughs> me, yeah, for me, it's, <laughs> right.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, for us it's the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, You know, I, I haven't um, done, I've done a couple of webinars and I may do a little bit more than that. I think right now my um, my focus is, more on um, working, you know, one-to-one with, with people and uh, one-to-one with couples. So that's going to be my, my focus here for the foreseeable future. Okay. Wonderful.
1: So if they want to find you,
2: mm-hmm. yes, you'll please.
1: get the camera. So tell them where they can find you if they want both your,
2: your sex coach and where they can find your book. Okay, absolutely. So you could go to my website, um, youreroticpotential.com. And um, you'll find a place there to sign up for the newsletter, and there'll also be a link uh, to the audio book and the ebook. Or you can also go to Amazon or audio. Uh, dot com and put in uh, "Living Your Erotic Potential." And you might add, if I don't, if it doesn't pop up, put Mark Casey, and it should come up. Uh, you <laughs> know, I I think the. Um, I've got a, a really good uh, narrator, uh, Dan Levy is his name. And so I think the, uh, the audio book is, is, is my favorite, but, you know, feel free, whatever, you know, um, works better for you, you know, check them out and i uh, love to have you, you know, then contact me um, and um, my contact information is there on the website. And if you'd like to, I do offer a, um, a free initial consultation so we can do that and you kind of check out and see if you'd like to work together. That's awesome. wonderful.
1: Thank you well, Mark, so much, sir. We really appreciate you coming. This has right. been an awesome conversation. Right. I, I really enjoyed it. it. Right. I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for coming. If you guys want to see more of Mark, go to our Patreon page where you can check out his sexy couch confessional, which I think is about female ejaculation. It sure is. Um, Watch out so, now. <laughs> which is one of my
3: favorites. <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I know. There you go. <laughs> so make sure you go over, head into our Patreon page, become a member, and you can get that exclusive content. Also, make sure you check out his fava, which is going to be a great little story coming up here to promote this, um, this episode. Otherwise, thanks for sh- tuning in, Ishes. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye.